You are tuned in to the Wifed Up Now What podcast. I'm Coriel. And my name is TK. And this is the Wifed Up Now What podcast where we bring y'all marriage management for the millennial wives. Y'all TK be so nervous about this intro. Let me just I tell y'all. You did time. it. You did it. Y'all, did this it. is probably the first time I did it without having to start over. It's okay. You did Thank it. God for the progress. So y'all, give her some love in the comments. Okay. Mm-hmm. Every episode, hype her up because homegirl nice. be so nervous with that. We are here to give y'all marriage management advice. What is that all about? Like, I personally am so sick of hearing and reading about all of the statistics. If one more person tells me that 50% of people are going to be married without giving me a solution to stay married, mm-hmm. I'm going to scream. Yeah. And so instead of screaming, I said, well, let's just yeah. give the solution. Let's be a solution happy wives. to the problem. Mm-hmm. Happy, wives. happy wives. Happy wives working to create healthy yes. marriages. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got a married man in the building. Okay, yes, pan, wide shot. Where we at? Where we at? <laughs> Mr. Jeremy Anderson is in the building. What's up? How y'all feeling? Welcome in. We're good. How are We're you? We're excited. Good. We've been waiting on the man to come on we down. Really have. Yeah, We've here. only really? had our husbands I know. so far, but now yeah. we get a non-biased. Because yeah. the husbands, you know, they... They kept it cute. halfway real. They, they kept, kept it cute. Because they got to sleep with you. That part. They had yeah. to go home, home with, us. with us. And so we want to make sure that we are keeping it real because I think a lot of the conversations on the internet, on these podcasts, are either divisive conversations that are pulling black men and black women apart or they are fake and phony conversations that makes it right. look like, you know, right. just Perfect. get married and everything is sunshine right. and rainbows. And yeah. huh, that's not the case. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Hey, they only going to get the raw real with me. That Great. part. That's why, yeah. that's why we Already. had to make it happen. Okay, so we always start the show by just giving some reactions to some of the craziness that's going on on the internet street. So I'm going to play a little clip. For y'all, it's going to show up on the screen somewhere, okay? But here is our first clip, okay? And Jeremy, I want your reaction. So let's get in to it. All right. So the difference between men and women when it comes to going out partying thing, going to bars, whatever, is that women run passive game. Women don't approach men really. You just put yourselves in positions where you can be approached by men. So you go to the club, you go to the bar, you go to the party. You're not gonna DM a guy. You'll post a picture to kind of elicit men to DM you. So men are salesmen, women are marketers, and essentially in a committed relationship, a man should stop pitching. So going up to girls, sending DMs, and a woman should stop advertising. By you continuing to go out to bars, clubs, and parties, you're still putting yourself out there. That's oftentimes why women will find replacements really quick because you were generating leads the whole time. <laughs> so generating leads the whole time. <laughs> Mr. Jamie Anderson, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, for the most part, <laughs> I agree. That's interesting. Men sell, women market. Mm-hmm. And you're right. When men go out, they trying to, you know, flex their muscles, their money. They trying to, you know what I'm saying, attract. But women just kind of go out and they just be. They just there with all their glory, all their beauty, mm-hmm. sitting there alone or with their girls, kind of mm-hmm. play hard to get. It's a, it's a different type of vibe. But, and that's fair game. But when you're married, it does hit a little different. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, for me as a husband, I'm not about to be out, you know what I'm saying, just a certain type of way, solo, knowing, you know what I'm saying, that they're going to be coming to me. You know what I'm saying? Because when I go places with my girl, if we go to Little Alley Steakhouse, if I go to the bathroom or she go to the bathroom, they waiting for her to step Free away. They waiting for her to step away. With so I got to, yeah, so I got to be cautious on how I move, even when I move out solo. So, no, nah, I agree. I, I agree. I think there's a certain way that you should move once you're 
settled, established, you got your husband, you got your wife, so that you don't put yourself out there. So we've had a conversation um, on a previous episode about single friends mm -hmm. once you get married. And I think it's kind of that same conversation because you don't want to necessarily, like, walk down the aisle and then run away from all your single friends. Like, yeah. right. you know, I can't. Right. hang with y'all no more. But I do think things change, expectations change, right. um, the expectations from your husband change. So you as a married man, do you have the expectation that your wife will no longer um, participate in single activities? Well, it's different, right? You know, my, I've been blessed to have a wife that ain't on no dope She ain't on that anyway. Stuff. She ain't on that. So yeah. when she go out with her girls and half of them are single, like they go out, they have dinner, they have drinks, they come back to the crib. Like they not staying out to two o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? So it's a different type of vibe for me. Now, if she were to do that, like how would I feel about it? It all depends on their friends. You know what I'm saying? Now, all her friends, luckily for me, are women of God, and they ain't going to be out on no dodo stuff. Exactly. But at the same time, you do got to watch it. And so for me to keep myself safe, I'm only kicking it with my partners who marry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I got some homies that's, that's getting the money as well, but they not married. And I'm like, I can't really make moves with you because you out on the hunt. So do you put them in a box? Like, I can only... Y'all my before eight crew, like I can only kick with y'all during the day, but at oh, yeah, nighttime sure. I gotta swap y'all out with the Mary Bros. No, like, how no, does that? Yeah, I don't absolutely. think I never thought about it from a yeah. Male's. So I come yeah. to your crib, you come to my crib, like we could chop it up and kick it, but we not finna go out Step to the bar out. to the club together and do it like that. So we got other ways we can kick it, work out, hit the gym, you know what I'm saying? Go yeah. see a game or something. Gotcha. But it, you know, you gotta be mindful of how you move in that space. So what about married friends that are unhappily married? Because that's the thing, too. Yeah, if you're you hanging got, out with people yeah, who are miserable in their marriage. you got to watch that energy because they Definitely. can put that energy on you. Mm. So now if their marriage is a failure, girl, you know they ain't no good. It's like, yeah. no, nah, don't put that on me. My husband actually straight. Mm -hmm. It's your husband that ain't no good. So you got to really watch that. You got to really watch that energy because that thing is contagious. Yeah. Like, energy is contagious. If Corey came yes. up in here with an attitude today, yeah. it's only a matter of time before that All thing going to jump on you. Like, off. what's going on? So yeah. you got to really be cautious of what people speak over your marriage and the energy and the influence. Mm -hmm. Everybody right. want to be influencers, but we don't realize we're influenced by social media and the people that we surround ourselves with every day. Yeah. That part. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, you know, I've talked about this. Like, even with married women, I think a lot of times, even going in these places, you can tell who's happy and who's not. Mm -hmm. There was this clip that was talking about a man that couldn't decide who he wanted to talk to because like the virtuous women are blending in with the hoes now like because everybody is everybody out, got the BBL everybody well and just in the same environment mm -hmm. it's like I do think there's an aspect of absolutely moving different as a married person in general yeah and you know I'm gonna say something primarily women watch this I'm sure some mm -hmm. husband watch it too right mm -hmm. so I will say this to all of the all of the married men out there that feel away that they wife is out here like, why are you dressing like that to go to the club with your girls? And you feel like you just want attention. Well, like, bro, that's on you. Because you're not giving her the attention she needs at home. At what point did you stop telling her she beautiful? At what point did you stop slapping that butt in the morning? You know what I'm saying? At what point did you stop flirting with her? Yeah. At what point did you stop texting her pics and just doing little things to keep it spicy? Mm -hmm. you, you done got accustomed to it, yep. and now she feels invisible, and now mm -hmm. she want to be seen. So I be telling cats, like, bro, if you don't like how your wife moving, like, that's a reflection of you. Dr. Miles Monroe said that women are almost like a blank canvas, like land that we're supposed to cultivate. Mm -hmm. So if that land is not bearing and producing fruit, bro, that's on you as the farmer. Mm -hmm. You ain't planting the right seeds. You ain't dropping that D right. Like, you 
not watering the way that you should. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not fertilizing the ground. You're sitting back complaining. And so there's a whole other <laughs> level to where men should be doing to really cultivate that love yeah. within their girls. It's easy for a cat to go out here and find a, a baddie every other week, but can you keep the same woman happy, the same woman pleased, the same woman satisfied year after year after year? That's when you show me how nice you are. Period. That part. And I think, too, a, a big conversation with the concept of marriage is men not wanting their woman to change. That's a big mm. thing. Like, y'all, you was throwing it back, you was doing all of the things before we got married, now mm. we're married, and you tied, you're, you're doing all of the things, but that's a big part of it. It's, yes. are we both consistently doing what we were doing? Because right. you can't expect me to do what I was consistently doing if you've dropped the ball, if yes. you are no longer right. leading in the way that you have. So I think that's a really good point. But yes. and, and, let me, and let me also say this, and I agree with you, but I'm gonna give a little pushback. Please do. Because you like, you know, you can't expect me to do this if you're not doing that. That'll kill, that's killed more marriages. Mm. The expectation of you. Yeah, and only because, now what I'm about to share is hard and very controversial, Yeah. right? But I ain't come to play. I'm going you know, keep it 100 with your audience, right? But for me, me and my wife would have been divorced if I had the energy of, what it's if you fair. handle your business, I'm going to handle my business. And, it's, and, and it makes sense in theory. It's just like, yo, we a team. Mm -hmm. The offense got to handle their business. The defense got to handle their business. Any good championship football team got a good defense and a good offense. Yeah. So if the defense is phenomenal but the offense is suspect, they're not going to get the chip, mm -hmm. right? And so it's the same way in, re in relationships. But for years when my wife was not able to love me the way I need to be loved, yeah. I had a choice to say either I'm going to match that energy, but I made a commitment to death to us part for better, for worse, for rich or for poor, right? And so I realized, like, okay, you in a weird place. You depressed. Your body is failing you. You're losing some kids. Depression, anxiety. You don't lost three family members in a year and a half. Like, you not yourself. You changing. Like, let me just step back and give you space to do with you. But I'm going to still chase your heart. I'm going to still make love to your mind. I'm going to still pour into you. I'm going to still encourage you. I'm going to still love on you. Now, you're not able to give me what I need, but I'm not going to let my love for you to be contingent upon what you do for me. Does that make sense? And so I want to just challenge Please. our audience. <laughs> challenge me as well, because this whole, mm. I'm in your... Three, right? I'll be in year three in January. It seems like I'm it's trying been to so be year longer. year thirty, year <laughs> right, forty, right, and so right, right. if I'm gonna be wifey for lifey, I definitely know that I don't have it all. I don't. I know that we all have room to grow, and that's what this is all about. Like, yeah. how can I be the best version? And I've even gone home to Kendrick. Like, this show is challenging the wife <laughs> right. that I am because oh, I'm not a hypocrite. You know, right. I'm not gonna yeah. come up here and talk about what we should be doing and then go home and act a fool. Like, right. this is challenging me to rise to the occasion. So get me together, bro. That's what we yeah, got you here yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and let me just say one more thing. I only express that, but I know how hard it can be. So I want to be balanced. I don't want people to look at me like I'm a unicorn. Yeah. Because some cats realize, like, bro, you went nine months, no sex from your wife, and you went smashing on the side, and you went falling into pornography. Like, how you do it? That took a different level of discipline. But the question is, why did I do it? Because I love my wife. I seen she was struggling. She gave birth to two children for me. Yeah. I seen them put that epidural on her back. Like, it was really hard. I seen her body, like, literally failing her, her mind failing her. And I had to make a decision, like, am I going to just move on or am I going to stay in the boat with you? So that whole, till death do us part. So it would have been easy for me to say, man, I deserve this. I deserve somebody to love on me. I deserve somebody to serve me. I'm this type of man, seven figure, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I could get? Yeah. But it's like, yo, we made a commitment. I told her mama before her mama passed that I'm going to love your daughter forever. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm going to take care of her. I didn't say as long as she take care of me. Mm. That's not the agreement we made. And so that, that's why I want to challenge our community and our mm. people. It's mm. hard. You got to crucify that flesh daily, but it's possible. And I feel like that's when you show real love. 
Corey, it's easy to love Kendrick when everything is when sweet. When it's good. Yeah, but when he acting crazy and you like, you know what? I'm going to still honor you. And I'm going to still make this peach cobbler. Even though you acting real trifling, I'm still going to love you. That's when you're showing real love. That's when I have entered the real wife life. Okay. <laughs> I just want to say, this is also really good for this culture who are so, everyone is so recyclable. It's always, if you don't do it, the next man will. And I, I want to dive deeper, deeper into mm. this, but I know it's going to be a little bit later of like the discipline that is birth in a place of knowing that marriage takes sacrifice, that it takes compromise. I hear so many women that are like, if you don't level up, you know somebody Jerome else. Will. And Michael will do this. And Thanks. it's like, yeah, but you, your heart is still trash. You're still a terrible person. Thanks. Go get the next person. Same result. It's still you. You still have to face the mirror. And I think this is beautiful. He said your heart is still trash. Still I trash. Mean, you're going to get the same result. Revolving, yeah. revolving door. Yeah. So we had another reaction, but we're just going to skip that next yeah. reaction because we got to get into the main topic. Okay. The main topic um, is this gender war, mm. right? And mm. I don't think there's a better person to talk about it with because you are a happily married husband, but you've been through some things. And mm -hmm. I think that sometimes when you are, I don't want to say unhappy, but when you could be happier in your marriage, I think that that's when the devil, doubt, whatever starts to creep in and mm -hmm. highlight some of those things that could cause war mm -hmm. in your home. And so to combat that war, which you already came ready to do, we want to talk through some um, topics of bringing black men and black women back together. Yes. Okay. Like, how can we make sure that what I'm going out and doing as an individual and what my husband is going out and doing as an individual, when we come home, we are attacking the problem to together versus yeah. attacking one another. Mm -hmm. That's our goal. So TK, go ahead. You wanna, okay, so there is a huge battle of the femininity, the masculine, alpha, beta. If you don't provide this energy, we cannot be feminine. If you are not mm. operating out of a, a level of being an alpha man, an alpha male, it is difficult for us to be feminine. So I want to ask you, because I have my opinions on it, how do you feel about women saying that we need this environment in order to thrive in our femininity? And do you think that men play a part in the lack of femininity and the lack of softness and the lack of submission in this culture? That's loaded. So I'll say this. I, I do understand it. I do see it, you know, and I can understand why a woman would say, well, if you could just boss up, then I, it allows me to be soft. Mm -hmm. And I and I'm not saying it's right, but I get why they say that. Yeah. Women is in survival mode. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to think about it. Like a lot of women grew up a lot of like the 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 the, the families in the black community. A lot yeah. of them are broken. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I've been I've spoken in hundreds of schools. I can't tell you how many kids that came up to me crying, saying, "I wish my daddy was in my life. I wish my mama was in my life." Right? So women, a lot of women feel like I want to be soft. I yeah. want to be gentle. But if you ain't going to handle your business, I'm going to handle mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't about to be out here just a damsel in distress. Yeah. Why? Because we're dealing with strong black women. Yeah. That ain't no negative thing. That whole angry black woman, they bumped that. We are, we got strong black women in our community. And so if men don't handle their business, mm. I could see how they would, you know what I'm saying, say, you know what, I need to boss up. Case in point. And like, I be serving in my house, Corey. So let me just put it out there. I be vacuuming. I be mopping. Come you know on, what I'm saying? I be doing dishes. I, I do all of that, right? I be doing laundry. My girl went to Mexico a few days early for this event. I said, just get away and relax yourself. Let me tell you, I'm so ice cold with it. I made the bed, fresh sheets, fresh linens. But then I took that iron and steamed that top layer. So when I had that thing folded over, it was just like in the resort. You know what I'm saying? So I do all of that. But I, a few weeks in a row, I forgot to take out the trash and mm. put it on the corner. So my wife is just like, bro, I'm not about to be talking to you over and over about the trash. So I look up and she just taking the trash out. Mm -hmm. Now she ain't be like, you ain't take the trash out. But I, as a man, I felt the way like, hey, 
boo, why you ain't? She was like, you know it's trash on Wednesday. I'm like, nigga, I forgot. I'm out here making moves. I'm jumping on planes, speaking, jumping on stage, like, work with me. She's like, I've been working with you, so as opposed to just asking you, I'm just going to do it myself. And I realized, like, ah, because I ain't handle my business. Yeah. She like, I ain't going to let this trash sit here. You a grown 40-year-old man. Like, I'm just going to take it out here myself. Hmm. So I do understand that energy while some women might feel like, well, if you can boss up and handle your business, then I can be gentle. But if not, hmm. then I'm going to go ahead and have to handle things myself because it's like survival mode. So I can understand that. So do you think that there are, is is there the expectation of gender roles in marriage? Like when you got married, how old were you when you got married? Uh, 30. Okay, so when you got married at 30, did you come into your marriage with a an expectation of what a wife would do in the home or outside the home or whatever? What was your expectation yeah, if you had one? Yeah, it, it was like, if something broke, I'm going to fix it. The grass cut, I'm going to cut it. You know what I'm saying? Your tire's low. I'm putting gas in it. I'm washing your truck. You don't touch the gas. Like, that was my thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And if you're sick, I'm going to be the one to cook you some soup. Right, but what you're gonna do is you're gonna take care of the kids. You're gonna look out. You're gonna cook some meals. Mm -hmm. But she still worked for the government, and mm -hmm. I could still I make a mean enchilada. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I could do that as well. But I did have the mindset like you're gonna be the homemaker and the one that nurtures the family. I'm gonna mm -hmm. be the one that provides and protects the family, and we're gonna work together. And so that was the mindset that I had going in. So when you were going through, I'm gonna call it a rough patch for the the nine months. It is my assumption, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that some of the things, because you talked about the um, intimacy was mm -hmm. not there. Were there other things that were lacking during, during those nine months, and how did you manage that? Because to your point, there are so many men who would say, oh, well, homegirl down at the job, Facts. You know, homegirl down at the corner store, homegirl, you know, wherever homegirl might be, there are right. plenty of homegirls out here <laughs> that's ready and willing to hold it down. Right. What did you have to say to yourself or did you have to, how did you discipline yourself in, in that time? Because sex is one thing, which might not be a big deal for a woman, but what if your man is going through a depression and he's not doing whatever you expect of him for an extended period of time? Like, how do you stay strong as an individual so that you can be strong for the unit? Yeah, that's a good question. So for me, it was a mental, it was a mental game, right? So I'm playing like mental games now. And so for me, I realized like, okay, I made a vow to God. So I got a healthy fear of God. I was just like, you know, it's like, man, if I do this, ain't no telling what's going to happen. And right now I'm in God's favor. So there's that one level. The next level is I wouldn't want this done for me. So I really be living by the golden rule. You treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. So if I was dealing with some health issues and I couldn't lay the pipe or make love or however y'all want to say, you know what I'm saying? You can say like, lay the pipe Like if I couldn't, if I couldn't do that and please her, then I would want her to be patient, you know what I'm saying, yes, with me. And good. so for me, I had to just kind of, play some mind games myself. Hmm. I had to be cautious of what I watched on social media. It's a whole bunch of people I had to unfollow and then mute. You know what I'm saying? If I'm watching a TV show and it's a love-making scene, I got to fast-forward it. Like, there are certain disciplines that I put in place because I wanted to make sure that I was able to honor my wife. And then for me, the ultimate mind game is I got one of my friends named Daryl Thomas and his wife. I want to take two minutes to share this story. When he met his wife, he fell in love with her, beautiful, long hair down her back, just everything he ever wanted. They dated for several months, met the family, and he was like, sir, I want to marry your daughter. My man, the father was like, you sure you want to marry my daughter? Yeah, I want you to meet my wife. His wife comes in, he wills his wife in in the wheelchair. He says, my wife has this disease, it's hereditary, 
it's a 40% chance that my daughter could have it. Are you going to love her when you got to wash her and bathe her, wipe the drool from her place? She's paralyzed. He was like, yes, they get married. Four years later, she gets hit with this disease. Mm. So now he has to bathe her. He has to wash, wipe her butt. Like, he got to brush her teeth. He got to do her hair. You know what I'm saying? Her face, sometimes it's twisty. He got to wipe the slob when they eat. I was just at an event with him. We went to dinner together. I'm seeing him feed his wife like... So I'm thinking, like, bro, if you're going to love your wife, she can't do nothing for you. Mm. She can't please you sexually. She can't go secure the bag. She can't even speak to affirm you when you go and handle your mm. business. But you still show up every... I, I surround myself with people like that. I'm like, bro, that's real gangster right there. Mm. So I'm looking at my man like, bro, if you can love your wife and you can cherish your wife and you can take care of your wife and you knew going into it she could possibly have this disease, it made me look like, bro, I'm on some petty stuff. Yeah. It made me look like I'm worried because I ain't busting nut in a couple of weeks or, or I'm depressed and she don't affirm me and she ain't speaking life to me. But I see this man over here, real man of God handling his business, like that stuff grounds me and it humbles me. Mm. So people's like, yo, Jay, how you do this, bro? who I surround myself with. We talked yeah, about that earlier. That, is, that's that, that spirit yep. influence. And wow. so because of him and how he honors his wife, it makes me want to be a better husband. That's good. It makes me want to be a better man. Yeah. And so as challenging as it is, sometimes I have to put myself in the position, how would I want to be treated? What is the covenant, the decision we made together? Mm. What's going to stop me from breaking the covenant? And how can I be the best husband she deserves? Let's talk about the covenant really quick because as I said earlier, so many people are so willing to just recycle and, and move to, on to the next, what makes it worth? Like, what is the benefit of fighting and, like, staying in it? With no sex, you said for nine months, which is almost every man's love language is to be intimate with them. No intimacy. What what makes you say, I, I can go to the next one? And she probably will affirm me. She probably will have sex with me all of the time. What keeps you in there? And what's the benefit? What's the benefit of staying? You know, I think I think love is tested. Mm. And so at that moment, I'm, when me staying and me fighting, I'm letting my wife know, for one, you worth it. I'm letting her know, like, I, when I told you I loved you, when I made that covenant, when I made that vow before God and our family and friends, like, I'm really honoring that. So it kind of goes back to integrity. Like, am I a man that keep my word? You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's one of those things to where, for me, it's like black or white. But the mind games come in where it's like, man, I deserve this. Like, let me just speak to the, like, the real dude that's like, bro, I hear you, bro, but come on, bro. Like, I'm a man. I got needs. Like, trust me, bro. I'm a manly man. Like, don't play with it. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I just realized, like, there was just certain things my wife wasn't able to do. And so mm -hmm. now it's like I got to show you how committed I am. I couldn't go to my kids 10 years from now and say, you know, I left your mom because mm -hmm. she just didn't do it for me no more. And, and now, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't go to my daughter and be like, yep, another man could possibly come and raise you, and now you're calling him stepdad because I wasn't able to be disciplined or I wasn't able. It's like, no, nah, I made a vow before God. Yeah. And God told me years ago, Cole, this is the crazy thing. God told me, he said, how you handle my daughter is how I'm going to handle you. Mm. So when I tell y'all, I got a healthy fear of God. So God's like, be cautious on how you talk to my daughter. So when she come home and she having a bad day and she a little snappy and I give her grace and I play it cool and don't take it personal, yeah. I don't want no smoke with God. He's like, but that's my daughter. That's my precious baby girl. Like she already, as a black woman, is not really loved and valued out here in the world. So if the world is beating her up and she come home with an attitude, can you be strong enough, long enough to take it? Can you be tough? Can you be a punching bag? Mm -hmm. Or you want some, you gonna respect me? But, but, but. It's just like, bro, she having a rough day. Mm -hmm. She might be dealing with some hormones. Like, and guys be getting in their feelings too. I hate it when cats be like, women are emotional. 
emotional. Bro, stop playing. Nigga. Guys is just as emotional. We just show it differently. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I'm just like, I want to always honor my wife. And I feel like that's why I'm favored in health. Mm. That's why I'm favored financially and in business. Because how I deal with my wife is how God deals with me. So I've heard you speak about... Um, the fact that she wasn't speaking your love language right. at some point. Was that the case before you got married? Because my question is, would you say to someone that that might be a deal breaker if this is, dis is, if this is on display before you get married to someone that they are not speaking your love language? Should right. that be a reason for you to question this relationship? Yeah. Or should you say that this could be my person, maybe we can grow together? Because you obviously have. Yeah, so for me, I actually saw those... I don't want to say warning signs, but it's not like we got married and everything changed. But at that time beforehand, I was smoking two, three blunts a day. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like, oh, you ain't really feeling me right now. You ain't feeling me this week. Like, that's cool. I'll just put some in the air and it, it kind of numbed the pain. Mm -hmm. But it's like, then I get baptized. I give my life to God. I'm like, you know what? Let me cut the drugs and alcohol. I ain't kicking in no more doors. I ain't selling no more dope. Like, I'm going to be a real man of faith and of character and integrity. And I changed my life. Then we got married. And then I realized, like, oh, that that behavior, like, you still struggling with the affection. And you know what I'm saying? And through marriage counseling, I began to understand mm -hmm. the ways that I hurt her and some expectations that I didn't meet that was never communicated, but there was still some resentment, which made her close off her heart. It's some mm -hmm. things I said and did that I feel like that wasn't nothing crazy, but my wife is very special. She rare. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have an exotic car. You can't put whatever type of gasoline in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to put that 93 boy in there. So I kind of took the wrong approach early on and said, some things that kind of pushed her mm -hmm. back. And then when you did the mental challenges and health and everything else, it just kind of had her in a weird space. So for me, I had to get to a point where I was just like, all right, you struggling? Like, I'm struggling. We're going to have to just figure something out and kind of grow from there. Yeah, I feel like the the hum, the background noise to this conversation is being a man of God. That is probably the Knowing biggest the part source, of this. Submitting to the source. Yeah, and like having a bigger purpose. Because I didn't hear you say because she necessarily deserved it or she deserved for you to fight through any of these things. It's like, no, I... <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. That does, that's the opposite. Mm. Can I keep it 100? Please do. I remember going to God like, bro, she don't deserve me. Mm. Wow. I remember thinking, like, we making all this money. She can go to the mall and buy Fendi. I remember one year she got, like, 10, 12 designer bags. I'm like, man, the life we living, yeah. the life I've afforded her to live. And mm. she did help me build this empire. So the only thing, you know what I'm saying, like, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. She was yeah. in the but gym. I, yeah, she was okay. in the, but, but at the same time, I was just like, yo, I'm a good dude. I'm washing dishes. I ain't talking to you. I ain't never cursed at my wife. Mm. I ain't never yelled at her. Mm. I ain't never put my hands on her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I honor her in every Every aspect. I'm hella patient. I'm like, bro, I'm a catch. Like, you don't realize, like, what you got? She don't deserve me. I was telling God, like, she don't deserve me. Mm. And God was like, yep, and you don't deserve to have this 7,000 square foot house. How about that? And you don't deserve to get mm. paid $35,000, $45,000 every time you speak. Mm. And you don't deserve all the time somebody done kicked in the door, all the all the drugs, all the time you had dope in the trunk, and yeah. the cops pulled you over, and for whatever reason they let you go, like, you deserve to be in prison. That one time in 2002 when somebody put an Uzi to my head mm. that could have blew my brains away, God was like, you want to talk about what you don't deserve? Bro, you all the wild stuff all the times you walk up on the side of the road drunk out your mind you didn't know what you did for the last 12 hours like you want to talk about what you deserve God was like all I bless you with all I favor you, you with your health and everything else like you don't want to talk I was just like alright God my bad okay, okay, I was okay, like right. I just playing I forgot who I was and what right. I did right <laughs> but I had that energy like I'm doing all this for you and God was like and I've done all this for you yeah mm. that's you good. know what I'm saying if you want to stay in my grace you want to stay in my favor continue to honor my daughter that's good. so I got a real question Jeremy because all of this is real good, 
But I got a real question for you, okay? It's 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 about these double standards because I feel that there is one thing that regardless of the man that you can be, if your wife hmm. were to cheat on you. Oh, yeah. With another man. Yeah. Or with, period. Man, period. woman, whatever. Yeah. If your wife was to cheat on you, would that be something that you could come back from? No. I ain't going to hold you. Holy Ghost would have to just put some extra oil on my forehead. <laughs> for me, for me, because I'm so loyal and because that's the one thing I feel like I struggled with for so long was that intimacy. And I, she did the best she could. Again, you know what I'm saying? Fibromyalgia, endometriosis, adenomyosis. Like, her body was literally failing her. There was a season where sex itself was actually painful. Mm -hmm. And so I ain't going to be that dude sitting here, you know what I'm saying, humping and you in pain. Like, I ain't, that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this going to be mutual for us. And so because that's something that I longed for and I cherish so much, I'm like, shoot, I can give everything to the world except for my body. Like, for that... For that to be broken, because that's the one thing I longed for so much, I just don't know how I could recover. Now, the words say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I get that. I'm just being honest with y'all. Like, that's the one thing for me where I would be like, you know what? I, I, would, I would feel like that's a sign. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to hold you, Cole. Like, that right there, it would be hard for me to bounce back hmm. from that um, okay, because, of, because of the hurt, because of the damage. You know what I'm saying? Because of what I've endured. Right. All these and you are very unique circumstances. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. Speaking of double standards, y'all know there is this whole conversation about women, bodies, body count, all of that. And men kind of expecting this virtuous woman. Very low body count. Don't be out here bad. But meanwhile, y'all can have the 10 baby mamas. All of the extra holes. Do you think? <laughs> all of the extra holes. All the extra holes on the side. And we just like, you know, that's a man. He That's what he do. Do you think there's a double standard in needing men wanting or desiring this virtuous woman and y'all can be out here bad? I, I do think there is a double standard. I do think some guys, what they value, you know, saying some guys might have 80. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They was kind of moderate with it. But they, they girls. Oh, wait a minute. 80, 80 bodies? 80 is the moderate. And it was moderate? <laughs> well, it also, it also depends on how old. If you if you got 80 and you 24, then that's excessive. That's wild. But if you got 80 and you 40, okay, we're not going to talk about that. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay. Go ahead. 20, 20 bodies a year. Gotcha. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, which he ain't, said life which ain't work. crazy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but anyway, we can talk about that. But but it's like, well, you oh, I got 80, but you got 20. And it's like, oh, I can't be. But I get it though, because you know, men are very dominant and very possessive. Hmm. And it's like I only want to be the one. And so I, I do I do understand the double standard. I'm gonna tell y'all a funny story about me. I remember one time we were driving and we was passing. Um, we was passing a, a strip club, and my wife was like, I remember in college, I went there. I was like, for real? She was like, yeah, I just went there with a friend. <laughs> I said, a friend? She's like, yeah, one of my homeboys. I said, oh, oh, that's what you were doing? Like, I ain't know. <laughs> she was like, bro, it wasn't like that. Like, we, we wasn't whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cap, bro. My man, as yeah. fine as you is, y'all yeah. done came out here during college. They yeah. was in college at Alabama a &M, And y'all just happened to go to a strip club and kicked it. She was like, yeah, he had a place here and we was just, you know, hanging out. But I, you know, he didn't smash. Like, he, we, we was literally just friends. In my brain, though, 
I'm just like, but that had me hot for like mm. a day and a half. Not a day and a oh, half. Oh, I'm ready to find my man. I'm, ready, I'm ready to put a hit on my man here. Like all the little holy ghosts left me. Your wife went to the strip club with him. Right, because I was really thinking like, really, he ain't smashed. Yeah. But just the, but so it is a double standard. Yeah, I ain't gonna hold you. you. So that definitely for sure is a double standard. <laughs> and last question before we get into this game though is around the expectation of mm. faithfulness. Because when you, you know, there's a conversation of, of the high value, which I really think people mean high earning. I think y'all really just want talking about men For with money. For sure, because they do not add the character They're not part. talking about no, no morals, about no real values. Mm. Y'all are just talking yeah. about money. But mm-hmm. with men who, with successful men, high achieving, high earning, however you want to classify them, mm-hmm. do you think it is still fair for a woman to have the expectation of fidelity from that man? Or should you know what you're getting yourself into? A man is only as faithful as options. Like, do you subscribe to those theories or not? Because you're surrounded by successful men. So the question is, do you feel if you a high-value man, you should get away with certain things? Should a woman expect a high-value man to be faithful? Absolutely. And that's what makes and that's what makes him high value. Y'all said it right. Either we're talking about high earning or high value. You know what I'm saying? Because there's some cats out here that's making $80,000 a year that will run circles around somebody that generated $1.2 million yeah. when it comes to character, when it comes to love, when it comes to everything else. And so that ain't everything. It's a whole bunch of folks out here that got all the purses and all the Birkin bags, but their heart is broke, and they don't know when they man going to come back home. Mm. So miss me with that. Like, we need to, you know, but it's balance. Mm. It's a balance. And so I do feel like absolutely what really makes a man a high-valued man is his commitment and his faithfulness. Is those values. Okay, it's time for a game. Let's go. Let's go. Okay, so this segment is called Run or Have Fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is for the single ladies that are tuning in who desire to be wives. So put 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 yourself in this position, okay? You're big bro. Little sis is coming to you. She's like, yo, I'm dating this guy. Mm -hmm. Should I stay? and have fun, or should I get the hell away and run? Okay. okay? All right. All right. So homegirl comes to you and she says, yo, big bro, I'm dating this guy. He is super kind and considerate. He wants a commitment, but he has a 400 credit score. Should she run or have fun? How old is she? We don't have no details, Jeremy. That's, details, That's all we please. got. That's all we got. Um, I will say have fun. Okay. Okay. And can explain. I tell you why? You said, right. I'm running. Yes. No, please explain. Yeah, and let me tell you why. So when I first met my wife, I had a trash credit score. It wasn't 400, but you know what I'm saying? Did you even know 400 was possible? That's I didn't crazy. even know it was possible, right? But it's like, but let me tell you something. It also depends on his personality. Mm-hmm. If he if he cocky, if he arrogant, you feel like you can't tell him nothing. Mm-hmm. But if my man is humble, he working hard, he made a whole bunch of mistakes, and you can help him out of that, again, I wouldn't be who I am and where I am if it wasn't for my wife. Like, we built this dynasty together. So I would say to have fun, if he got if he checks off every other box... Except that one. Except that one, you can bounce back from that. That's good. Okay. For you? Run. I say run. <laughs> only because this has happened to me. So now, somebody 38 and you got a full hunt, it's like, all right, that's bro. That's below. Yeah. Stop it. Please yeah. stop. Yeah. Okay. Do the next one, TK. He's your crush from college, but he has dated one of your friends. So this girl is dating a dude that she went to college with, but he smashed the homegirl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got you gonna have to run from that. Okay, we're all. I'm in just I'm just not sure if if somebody can really bounce from that, and then you got those feelings like relationships is hard enough. You don't need Without that thing hanging extra. over you. Absolutely, yeah, that's a run for me. Okay, so what about um, if he's a great guy, but he faithfully watches old Kevin Samuels videos? <laughs> I mean, 
Y'all wrong for putting Kevin Samuels out here like this, first of all. <laughs> that May is so terrible. <laughs> What's your perspective? On Kevin? As a, mar- as a married man. He said on Kevin. <laughs> on Kevin, yeah. You know, I don't I don't subscribe to it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I move and think differently. Um, different strokes for different folks. But it, it, I, I would wonder, like, bro, why are you, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you watching that? What are you getting from it? Yeah, what you getting from it? Um, and is that gonna now influence you? But yeah, I ain't tripping. Okay. Y'all know how I feel about Kevin Samuels. I honestly think that women can learn from him in some ways. Yes, he has trash. Trash ways of communicating. Definitely does not have the same doctrine that I have. But, I mean, simple conversations like a man wants a woman to submit. A man wants a feminine woman. A man might not desire a woman with 300 bodies and five kids. I think this is kind of... I think the the reason why women especially hate them is sometimes women do expect to be accepted in all of their ways. Take all me of as the I back. am. Take me as I am. Not only take me as I am, but I'm still a prize. Even with all of these bodies and all of these kids and all of this Because I look good. Because I look good. And sometimes Right. They don't be looking good either, though. So it's like, and, and, accepted. Right. And here's my issue with Kevin Samuels. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? When he was when he was alive doing this thing, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Hmm. So it's, it's a way, it's a yeah. way, with, hey, beautiful black sister, I, I know you want this, but maybe you should focus on that. Like, there's a way where you can, you know what I'm saying, give that medicine, but put a little honey with it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so the way you just bash him and you just, I, you just cold and you just mean, like, like, that's the part that I didn't connect with. But there was some value. There was some it. things that, some good takeaways that he was sharing But how you present that. And the majority of women see him feels like he does way more bashing and playing and too harsh of a reality check versus a, a different type of Offering approach. solutions. Absolutely. Yeah, it reminds me of even, like, I don't know the podcast, but, like, all the men that get, like, basically sex workers and prostitutes and, like, use these people just as example to back what they're saying. It's like, I mean, yeah, this is foolish. So I feel like even the women that he was bringing on... Is that who be on the podcast? Sex workers and prostitutes? Yeah, like, I don't know the two... You know the two white boys and they have, like, prostitutes... Yeah, Those are prostitutes? Yeah. No, but he always has prostitutes. Okay, sorry. Sex. I'm sorry. I well, got lost. Well, I call okay. them prostitutes because they smashing Negroes for money. So that's what I put it as. But they call themselves OnlyFans people. But I feel like it's the same thing. Like, Kevin Samuels is literally getting women on there with bonnets, with baby bonnets. It's like, y'all know what he's about you to do. You showed up here. He's about to rip you apart. You came right. on here looking at mess. And, and he specifically chose people like that because he's looking for ratings, too. Yes, of that's, course. That's and this is my last point to this because I... I also think that it brought awareness to the delusion in women. Like, again, women expecting certain things, and and men too. Men showing up to get a Range Rover with a 400 credit score is what Kevin Samuels was talking about. You cannot say, I deserve this Range Rover. You got to say, I have earned it. I have have done the work Mm -hmm. to get it. And Mm -hmm. that's the message that I got. Did he Mm -hmm. have to play the Humpty sound effects and all of the things? Like, he was a little. That was, I mean, it was was very rude. That was crazy. He was was running a show, whatever. Okay, last Um, one. Okay, last one. Please, please read it, girl. Okay, so his mama. His mama comes over every single week, twice a week, actually, and cooks dinner for him. Should I date him? Should we have fun or run? She comes over... Cooks for him. Once or twice, twice. a week? Mm-hmm. And cooks dinner for y'all or for him. him? Oh, no, no. If she cooking it for him, you run. If she's cooking it for y'all, have fun. Mm-hmm. Mama, Big mama coming cooking dinner for all of us, mm-hmm. like for the family? That's different. But okay. if he, if it's like, hey, baby, I made you this meal. Hey, Sabrina. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I hope that's you a, ate. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say run either way because, Definitely ma'am, run. no. you know what? 
I'm the one in the relationship. My mom is single and my husband's mom is mm-hmm. married. Mm-hmm. It is such a different thing having a single mom. So I can't imagine being married to a man with a single mom because yeah. the responsibility of having a single mom, that's a real mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So that would be my run is I want a, a mama with a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cook for your own man. I'm going right. to cook for mine. And if you do cook for him, cook at your house. That part. Invite him over. We'll come by and get the food together. Together. Yeah. yeah Both yeah, of that's our That's the difference, yeah. You ready for your favorite segment? I don't think I am. She's not ready, Jeremy. You made her nervous. Okay. Let's no, go. she's about I, to get ready. I am, because first of all, this is the first time I've done this segment with a man. A man, yeah. So I had to filter this. I'm already going to filter and, and do the best that I can, but... Jeremy's like, what are y'all doing? So this is the wifey keeps it spicy. You said this earlier. I'm like, did you read our cards? This is actually a cleaner version of wifey keeps it spicy. I made it cute and clean. So this week, let me just put this disclaimer out here really quick. This is for the wives that desire better intimacy. This is not for the women that are okay with what you got going on. If that's, if it's good, it's it's good. Yeah, if y'all cool with the same positions, the... That this is not for you, but this is for the women that want to heighten the anti- intis- <laughs> What am I trying to say? Intimacy. Intimacy. Yes. So we are going to stay cute, stay clean, and stay ready. Now we got the whole thing where the women are walking around the house looking busted and disgusted, and I just want to say I understand. I am a mother of four daughters. It gets busy. You get overwhelmed. You don't feel like getting up and putting oil on, but. I want to encourage you to invest in some sexy loungewear. So while you are around the house, while you are doing the laundry, while you are doing the dishes, have on your cute little outfit. Like, get get yourself cute and ready for the day. Not only for your man, you are going to benefit off of this. Mm-hmm. I know I don't feel... When I got a, a list of things to do, I got to do laundry, I got to homeschool my kids, I have a Zoom call, I have a coach call, all of these things. If I look a mess, I feel a mess. But also, my husband benefits off of me looking good because he wants to look up Look around. If he went to a job, he going to see good-looking women. While he at home, he going to see a good-looking woman. But there's a warning, Coriel, to Girl, this. I saw the warning. I'm There is the a card. warning to this. I need y'all to prepare that he is going to want you all the time. That's the caveat. Be prepared to be desired. Be prepared to perk it up. Be prepared to give it up. That's just the consequence of it. Number two, this is for my African, my black queens. That's got, everybody, girl. We, we got to put the bonnets away, y'all. There's a certain time of the day that y'all do not need to have these bonnets on. Why are y'all wearing bonnets to Walmart? Why are y'all wearing bonnets all day? Why are y'all wearing your hair wrapped up? I get it. It's $500. It's $1,000. This stuff costs money. (laughs) But no man wants to see you like that. He didn't meet you that way. You don't want him to look busted and disgusted. So wait until a certain time before you decide to wrap that hair up and become Mama D or whoever you decide to be at a certain time. Now, the last one. Um, everybody prepare their spirits. We're going to throw this out here really quickie. Really, really quickie. <laughs> she got ahead of herself. Master the quickie. Master the quickie. Let's go ahead and master this. There has been a lot of complaints from women that are unfortunately tired of giving it up so often. Men are desiring intimacy. It is a part of their love language. And we're like, okay. Again, as Coriel said two episodes ago, we wanted again. Yes, he does. He got married. This is a part of the game. But you don't got to be doing rounds. We want to master the quickie and figure out how to give head quickly. You got it out. (laughs) Master it. And how do we master it? We're not getting into super deep details. But the simple solution to this is ask him. I think that pornography has perverted 
the bedroom. I think that pornography has perverted our expectations. You get in that bedroom doing everything that all them white girls done did that ain't real, that they getting paid for, that they putting stuff in. That is not the way to do it. So you want to actually ask him. You want to ask him what do you like and how do you like it and not assume that he is like everybody else. So master it. Get it done quickly. And that's how wifey's keeping it spicy. Her. That wasn't too bad. It was I cringed bad. a little bit. Um, okay, last segment, wifey for lifey. Because, again, we are here to offer solutions to these statistics. Okay. So if 50% of marriages are failing, mm. four wives in their first three years of marriage, right? Because I feel like if you can get through those first three to five, baby, I'm praying. I'm praying. That's my philosophy right mm -hmm. now, but we'll see. Um, what's your advice, though? How can a woman who is in her first three years of marriage, what can she do now to be wifey for lifey? Uh, I would say communication is the biggest thing. You got to communicate your needs. You got to communicate your wants. You got to communicate your values. You got to communicate what they did and how it upset you, how it made you feel. Because oftentimes communication can kind of set boundaries, mm. but it can also let the other person know, like, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. So I feel like in every relationship, the majority of the time, the biggest issue, the biggest challenge is the lack of communication. Because in order for a relationship to grow, you got to be able to communicate. So I would tell somebody that's in their first three years, make sure that that's a part of your marriage, that you guys are effectively, openly communicating on a regular basis, talking about your thoughts, talking about your feelings. And it could be as simple as in the morning time, Time, you pull your boo, your bae aside, y'all pray together, and then say, hey, what's on your heart? What's on your mind? How was yesterday? How are you feeling? Should I have done something differently? When you did this, it made me feel like that, but don't keep it in. Because mm -hmm. resentment has killed more marriages than infidelity. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so I believe that as long as you communicate and you continue to be open and vulnerable and transparent, that's how you can be wifey for lifey. Now, oftentimes, people think about intimacy as just when you just naked and you having sex and y'all intimacy is when you are naked emotionally. You know what I'm saying? So what I realized years ago, I was looking for a certain type of intimacy, but my wife was looking for more emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. So now I'm talking her head off. I'm like, you want to talk about all your thoughts and feelings? I'd be like, help me God. I'm trying to get up in there. You know what I'm saying? And now she feels that much closer to me because we share so many thoughts and feelings. And so I would say to, in, to heighten the communication mm -hmm. and then heighten the intimacy, but not just physical, the emotional. And that mm -hmm. can be game-changing. That's big. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. big. A big complaint that men have shared is that women are not vulnerable. Women aren't, you know, a lot of times we're not in tune with our, feel our feelings, our emotions to communicate them. So Right, right. And, and sometimes, and, you know, and it takes time. It takes practice. You know, my wife has not been the super... You know, she like introvert. She off in the cut. She don't want a whole bunch of focus on her. She don't really share a lot. But we've done years of marriage counseling and marriage coaching. And now we got coaches now. They be like, uh, Doc, Dr. Moby be like, uh, no, Tracy, you do have thoughts. She's like, no, I ain't got no thoughts. That's cool. She's like, no, you do have thoughts. Mm. You do have feelings. And so sometimes you got to be able to culture it through it. So I ain't got so nice with it now because we didn't invest so much in our marriage. Where I'm like, okay, well, babe, you don't have any thoughts. Okay, but when I said this, how did it make you feel? Mm. Or was there another way I could have said it? You know what I'm saying? Or should I have said it this way? If I would have said that, how would that have made you feel? 
You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then I feel like I got to pull it out of her. Now, some cats might be like, bro, that's a lot. Well, she's like, you know what? I, that's why I get a lot. Mm -hmm. That's why I gain a lot. And Period. she's worth the investment and the time mm -hmm. to really pull out of her how she feels. Because my wife, she like, bro, I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers. I ain't trying to get into it. Like, it ain't that deep. I'm like, boo, it is that deep. You mm -hmm. that deep. Your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions are that deep. And so I really try to stay in that space where we always communicate and we keep it vulnerable. And creating that's a safe right. space for her to that for her to do that. Yes. And then one more thing, just for the fellas that might be watching this, God was just like, first off, you need to shut your mouth. Because now she's sitting here telling you how she feeling. and you're trying to fix it. That's one of the biggest mistakes I made as a husband. And my wife was just finally, she's like, bro, I don't need you to fix everything. Stop trying to be my hero. I just want to share with you. So now I got the wisdom. It's like, hey, babe, when you share this with me, are you just expressing how you feel? Or do you want to come up with some solutions? Is there a way I can help you? Yeah. And then she will say, no, nah, I was just expressing. I got it. Or she might say, yeah, I actually do need some help. Like, what do you think? Yeah. So I learned, because I be doing the most. Coriana got myself in so much trouble, because she's like, bro, you do the most. I ain't asked you to do that. Like, I just now you sitting here fussing, and you going all in. I just wanted to have a safe space to share how I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I've learned that over the years as well. I love that. Okay, so I need for you to look in this camera and tell the people where they can find you. But what is a marriage coach? I didn't know about this. But you, you get a coach for everything else in life. Mm -hmm. Right. Tell yeah. us about a marriage coach. So you coach have some people who are marriage counselors mm -hmm. and therapists and then coaches. And some of the times they can kind of cross over. So I have a marriage counselor, mm -hmm. Dr. Renee Mobley, um, Mobley Neal now. And she is like, she's a licensed, she's a doctor. You know what I'm saying? So she's like a marriage counselor, therapist. But then I have Shannon and Shirley Austin who actually did marriage counseling with me and Tracy when we first got married. They live in Atlanta. Y'all gotta have them on the show. Mm. Me and Tracy would have been What's divorced if it wasn't for them. Right. Shannon and Shirley Austin. Miss Shirley. She's yeah. highly initiated. Hardly initiated. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's we all gonna have people. them on the show. She yes. taught me how to drive a stick shift back in the day. Shut up. I've known them for back. over 30 years. Yeah. And so I say all that to say when, 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 when it comes to them, they are more marriage coaches. They're going to coach you and guide you throughout the process and journey. And, uh, and they were a game changer for our marriage. Okay, we'll get, yeah. them, we'll get them. For back. sure. Okay, in this camera, tell the people where they can find you, how you how they can stay connected. Yep, one on Instagram and most social media is one, Jeremy Anderson, uh, website jeremyanderson.org. That's it, y'all. Another bomb-ass episode of Wiped Up, Now What?, Whew. Do all the things, y'all. Y'all already know what to do. Like, like comment, comment, subscribe, subscribe share, share podcast, this episode with stream. a friend. Okay, conversations that are truly going to move the culture yeah. forward. Thank y'all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Bye.